friends uh to the film alchemist podcast the show where we take the movies we love break them apart to find out what gives them their bat magic i'm your host josh griffey joined as always by my friend in vengeance something in the way here we go we're is. gonna become we're a the first one meme we're the first we're a tiktok one. meme now yeah yeah well, i'm Alex sure we're the Danzino. only people only people have made that, that to hit the needle drop yeah what if instead of Fear Street, where it was just a barrage, a flood, if you will, a seawall flood of needle drops, we just did the same one twice, hard as fuck. All right, guys, if it's not clear by now, we had decided to do an extra special episode about The Batman, starring uh, Rob Pattinson, directed by Matt Reeves. So that is what we will be talking about today. Before we do that, a little bit of business, people. It's official. We are on Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Pod. The best way to help the show, the best way to help make this show exactly what you want. You still have time to get in. For as little as a dollar a month, meet our patrons, our friends. And as you climb the official tier Highlander uh, system, extra episodes. You get a vote on what we talk about. You get to select specific episodes you want. We are on the verge of big changes at Patreon. It's going to have so much more fun new content. So uh, now is a perfect time to take out your uh, George Clooney style bat visa and go on over to Patreon. Help us out, guys. It means the world to us uh, that you guys support us. Thank you so much. For those of you who are about to support us, again, even a dollar a month is so greatly appreciated. Thank you in advance. Make sure you go to YouTube. Subscribe to the channel Film Alchemist so you can see our beautiful cow domes. Just cows and chins. That's what we're all about. You can email us Film Alchemist. For sure. So many chins that our cow is just (laughs) stretched. like The fabric, Frank. Uh, Yeah, go to email us filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Find us on all the socials you're on. We love to hear from you. Uh, we're easy to get a hold of. Uh, so reach on out, guys. Also, something very important that is free and easy to do. Takes but a second of your time. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you find the show. Help us defeat the algorithmic uh, fucking poorly dressed incels that be trying to keep us down. Uh, help us reach the people and become more. Don't forget your cling wrap. All right. Yeah, don't forget your cling wrap. Oh, all right. Guys. I don't know if you can tell. That was an extra frantic opening. Uh, Alex and I have just been on the horn constantly. Uh, I don't know if we're on the horn anymore. We're on our, our phones, our bit phones. It's That's an old expression from a, a time before. But, guys, we have been so wildly excited for the Batman. As a lot of you know, Alex and I used to run a film uh, or a comic book podcast, right? The Long Box Sessions. That's how we cut our teeth. Alex and I actually, our friendship grew from going to the comic book shop all the time. Um, and our love for Batman being the thing that really solidified us is, you know, going to be lifelong friends. So Batman means a ton to us personally and as a group. So we were so excited. Uh, I got to go to that Tuesday screening. My friend, uh, guest of the show, Dr. Cloud, uh, snagged some ticks, right? So a big group of us went, 10 of us, to this massive fucking IMAX. And I had the same experience I always have with these fucking comic book movies, right? Where... My big fear is there's a lot of my friends I go with, they fall into the like Marvel fanboys. And so it's all about how Marvel movies are the best and DC movies suck. And they always, the joke is always that I have to answer for DC movies. Right. And I don't, I don't care if they're bad. I've got my own shit to go on right on. Yeah. 
What, what you like is what you like. Reddit. So live your life. Hey. Yeah. So I always have that fucking creeping dread of, fuck, I don't want to do like another Batfleck thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually like Ben Affleck as Batman, right? So that was my fear. Right. I don't know exactly when it was, but it wasn't long into the movie that I felt like I was watching something really special, man. And this is the thing that we're going to get into all of it. The online discourse is fucking wild for this film, right? Yeah. The two things that I will say right up front, right, is the biggest critique a lot of people seem to have with this film is that it's about Batman. And I don't know that I can help you with that. I'm sorry. This is this is not a a middle-of-the-road Batman, right? This is for people that really buy into the ideas and concepts of Batman, right? Right. And it's certainly not going to be for everyone. Also... I agree with almost everyone else. You could have taken 45 minutes out of that movie. Oh, those two criticisms aside, though. I'm excited to get to the the rankings at the end of the film, but I I just found myself. I mean, just floored, emotional. I walked out of the theater and I don't know why. There's just some things, right? We've talked about this on the show a lot, right? Star Wars, Batman, a couple of these things that were so intrinsic to me as a child. And became so much more important to me than just, you know, the funny books or whatever. Um, when they still work, it just takes me to a place that nothing else can. And uh, this movie certainly did that. Alex, opening salvo on The Batman. I mean, these experiences we've had <clears throat> walking out of movies like this. Like, for me, I remember, like, I remember the first time I saw a Batman movie live like in the theater and i don't it might have been returns but the vivid memory i have is seeing batman forever in the theater like seven times the summer it came out oh yeah this is because <laughs> like in the 90s movies had like three month theatrical runs so like and that summer was the first summer i was allowed to like go to the movies by myself and that was literally like the only movie i would go see because it's batman yeah like my mom, we had a screen in the mall, like a little three screen. Yep. And mom would just be like, you guys go watch whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll shop for three hours. So, yeah, we would do that shit all the time. <laughs> so, well, I mean, like, and that was like, I remember just feeling like, oh, man, I can't get enough of this Batman movie. Like, all of it is oh, so yeah. awesome. And I mean, it's Batman forever. Like, I still love it. That's for another pod, though. I remember <laughs> the summer I worked at Warner Brothers. I was an intern at Warner Brothers while I was in college, and it was in 2008. And that summer was the summer The Dark Knight came out. Um, I got two free tickets to see it a week before it uh, went to theaters. So I took my dad, and we went to the. Uh, I don't like if you've been to the Warner Brothers lot, right? I remember this so vividly. Mm-hmm. So on the Warner Brothers lot, where Todd Phillips Green Hat Films is. They have uh, a sound stage. They have a screening room above above his office. So we went in there and we saw it in there, and which is a smaller screen. It's probably about sixty people. I remember walking out not being able to talk, like I had like the emotions and everything that I had felt. I was like, holy shit! Like Batman is now redefined for an entire generation of people. Like this is mm-hmm. the definitive Batman movie. The same thing happened to me last night. Like I walked yeah. out and I was I couldn't I could barely process like properly like I was just like gushing with like just unbridled enthusiasm for this movie. Like I 
I think Matt Reeves is a fantastic director. Like I, I, yeah. I he absolutely knocked those Planet of the Apes movies out of the park, man. Like he's he's unparalleled when it comes to some of this stuff. And what he does with this movie is something that I don't think anybody thought he was going to do. Nor did we any like based on everything that's happened in the last like Jesus, like eight years with DC films and all the comic book movies. I don't think anyone would have ever anticipated this being the Batman movie that we would have gotten. And it's, it's incredible. Like we can, we'll start at the top, but honestly, like that is the, the the boilerplate is that this movie just redefines a lot of what Batman I think can be for an entire generation because it does so much that we've honestly been missing from a lot of Batman movie work. Like, there's things that are just well, in this movie that are a part of its yeah. DNA that are stuff that like you and I just love about comic books find are finding their way in this movie that are I mean I was like I can't believe this is in there I can't believe this I can't believe this little iconography this little beat is in this movie like and not just yeah. about comic books like even movies like stuff like movie tropes that are a part of things that I love are in this movie it's it's impressive. I think that's a that's a good place to start, right? I think if you go through the eras of Batman as a live action character, right? So the first thing I fell in love with was as a kid, I would watch the reruns when I could of Batman 66, 66. right? Yep. And so that I used to love. And then I remember going, I was way young, but I remember the hype and, you know, seeing Batman 89, right? I was fucking mm-hmm. five years old. Uh, and just my mind melting right and then the animated series right so there are all these iterations of batman that matter to me and i think what this batman does right so we love tim burton because it was the first and we got to see it Mm -hmm. and everything looked so wonderful right his like kind of prohibition era you know gothic look of the town was fantastic right that kind of stuff was great I've always felt that Batman himself as a character is pretty thin in those movies, right? There's not a lot of room to explore enough about who he is, right? And then you go to Schumacher, right? So Schumacher's like, what if we did Tim Burton, but like in a really colorful orgy, right? And you get this madcap serial shit and it becomes fun. If we did like Tim Burton with 66 vibes. Yeah, exactly right. So he he kind of finds that, like, they're big cartoon men again. Mm-hmm. And then once we get to Nolan, right, I feel like this was the the one that kind of broke the mold for a long time. And this I, is the one thing that the Nolan movies are fucking great, except for Dark Knight Rises. I will always I will argue go to my time. grave saying that is one that of the worst fucking movie. comic book movies ever. Neither here nor there, right? Unforgivably bad in some ways. Neither here nor there, right? Last one out the door. Who cares? Um, But what Nolan did, right, is he really captured that mantra of people believe that the reason we like Batman is that he's a guy like us. He's a street-level guy, right? Mm -hmm. He fights in places we recognize. He doesn't have superpowers. Nolan took that and then essentially just made a couple James Bond movies, right? Right. they were fucking wonderful, right? And what Nolan did was, again, the action was so grandiose and amazing in a way that we had never seen in Batman movies, right? Um, there was impact to it. I What I didn't always love about Nolan, again, is I didn't love the way that he portrayed 
his Batman sometimes. Yeah. Um, again, that's a whole other thing. I won't. Christian Bale was great, but I think there was a a half inness to Batman that I didn't yeah, love. There's a level of Batman that doesn't exist in the Nolan Batmans that needed. To. Yeah, and and the other thing too that's a really fucking crucial element is the Gotham was so fucking strip mined that the town had no personality. Um, and Batman just seemed to exist on these giant, empty kind of city streets and this and that. And it, again, small quibbles in great movies. What I think this one does so splendidly is we get the kind of hyper stylized visuals of some of the earlier Batmans. We really focus in on giving Gotham a vibe. Gotham's right? got serious flavor here. Like it's, yeah, and and we don't have to spend a ton of time on it, right? Yeah, it's just not only in the that, background of every shot. Like, not only does it have flavor, like real like vibes, but yeah, it's at the forefront. Like, I think like what Nolan does in Batman Begins particularly is like they have that scene where it's like look past your own pain, Bruce, and like she like takes a she takes a shot like a side street down like the narrows. It's basically it's like oh, this is where all the homeless people are. It's like okay. That's like the only time that happens in these movies. Like everything else is on Wall Street, Front Street, you know, Gotham City, or like in rooftops and boardrooms. Like we don't really see a lot of, we don't see a lot of that street level action. Like no. other than like the end of Begins, we're just not there. Like we're not doing it. I agree. Like what's nice the end about of Begins it, is wonderful. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What's nice, and then about that starts it, to slip away. Right. It goes but again. Throw that out. What I think is wonderful, though, is that this movie has the big grandiose action of Christopher Nolan's movies that we all loved. It has some of that kind of hyped up, you know, kind of sexuality in certain moments that mm -hmm. Schumacher brought. Certainly not to the extent that Schumacher did it right. Yeah, there's no nippies, and then, but, you know. Yeah, and then just that that kind of I, – I was stunned by just how – visually beautiful i found this movie a lot of times right in an era when a lot of comic book movies are beginning to seem the same for a while it feels like we're on this cusp of people are like all right we've done that now mm -hmm. it's time to break out right and people are going to start making more weirder but yeah. better comics so I, what i think was wonderful is how this one was the first batman movie where i feel like all of the elements really fucking came yeah. together in this wonderful way right so I guess the best place to start with this movie is uh, with the man himself, right? With Batman. What did you make I of Robert Pattinson's turn in Batman? You and I, you, so you and I were now. Before we didn't, we did before we had a podcast. You and I were early, like we were early on Heath Ledger. We we're like he's going to be awesome. Like there's no way it's not going to happen. Of course he was awesome. Everyone always wants to bitch about the people that get cast. Like if you have not learned yet. Some people are better at this than you. So God forbid you decide. Sometimes you're wrong, though. I remember saying on a podcast that Jared Leto would easily be the best Joker ever. Sometimes well, there's a caveat to that. But again, bear, we, don't we don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. You and I said, like, I don't even think we, we I don't even we were not doing the long box sessions anymore. But I remember the talks of Robert Pattinson as Batman. And I'm like why would we not want that like he's a fucking fantastic actor like like the the twilightness aside like first off no one dings fucking daniel radcliffe for being harry potter for eight years because he goes off and he went off and did his own thing same thing yeah. goes for robert pattinson robert pattinson made his money doing these movies and then he went out and did the weirdest shit he could possibly find 
And then he did one Nolan movie, and now he's Batman. Like, and he's fucking phenomenal. Like, it is a version of Batman that they tried so badly. Like, it's this version of Batman that couldn't fit in the Nolan version because, like, they wanted him to be this obsessive. But the problem is, is like we've been talking about the Batman of the Nolan versus like kind of one foot out the door trying to not to be Batman anymore. This is a guy. Like, Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne Batman character is someone... I'm not even going to talk call him Bruce Wayne. Because he's like, Bruce Wayne is in maybe 15 minutes of this movie. Batman is the... Batman, as we know, is the real person. And Batman is, like, the perfect... It's the perfect Batman for this kind of era of Batman. It's this obsessive, young... And the thing I like the most... Sort of shitty at being Batman still. Like, not all the way up to snuff. Like, there's some really great beats that, I mean, like, and I just, I really appreciate, it's not that he's dumb or like, but what he is, is he's, he makes mistakes. Fallibility in this version of Batman is somehow, it's not an endearing, it's not endearing, like, in that regard. But what it is, is it makes him that much more interesting and also kind of dangerous. There's a way that the vibe plays out that you're like, oh, wow, this guy could like i don't think he's gonna kill anybody but like what if he did like there's a shot yeah who knows besides himself he might well, kill somebody they definitely exist in this kind of batman year two right yeah which i thought was a good place because one of the things i like too is that we didn't really do a lot of on the job learning right batman is fully formed he already knows commissioner gordon we just get right into it um and i what i what i thought one of the things i was struck by watching this right is robert pattinson just the look of the suit in him in the suit what a great just, suit i mean it's it, it reminds you of why batman as an icon right stands so much higher than almost every other comic well, book pulled, character it's pulled perfectly from that um it's that libra mejo look i think it's batman or batman damned with the co- the collar like yeah that collar i'm like oh wow i did not know i needed that and i'm like dude that is a fucking great look for a bad yeah but that's what i mean the suit looks good he looks wonderful in the suit and his his performance when he's in batman right just kind of this outside spectral observer um i thought was wonderful yeah i don't know that he he reached the levels i would have liked when he was bruce wayne and I think a part of this is where the story's occurring, right? Mm-hmm. I don't put this as a Robert Pattinson can't no. be Bruce Wayne. I think but it's I just think, the structure of the movie. Yeah, they're kind of setting him up in the year two, right? He's still kind of the – he almost has like a broken teenage energy. Yeah. Right? You know, don't tell me what to do. I'll do whatever the fuck I will. Yeah. He's a guy who's like, you know, he's like just blasting Bauhaus in the Batcave and like he's not yeah. going to be bothered. Yeah, so. he's like, don't fucking come into my masturbatorium. I'm, you know, really emotional. <laughs> I love how that is always what we go to when people want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah, just like, fucking leave me alone. My dad died 20 years ago. Do you not understand? No, he, but th- I think he's so stunted as, as when he plays Bruce Wayne in his couple moments. And there, it's not like that there aren't great Bruce Wayne moments. I thought him at the, the church when they're doing the service for the mayor. Mm-hmm. He's kind of walking that line of how much Batman can I do while wearing the Bruce Wayne costume, which I thought right. was fun to watch. Very but cool. something I would like to see is the the movie 
goes forward, right? Is is how does he expand on Bruce Wayne in the right. next movie? Um, because again, I thought the Batman was pretty spot on, right? Yeah. I know that there are people out there that are killing Batman for being the emo Batman and too By brooding, way, whatever. Like I, least, I just don't the accept. The least original thing yeah. you could say is that it's like emo or goth Batman. I'm like, a yeah. guy who dresses up as a bat is gothic. I don't know what the fuck to tell you guys. Like, yeah. It's, well, it's the amount it's of people I've seen who share that or they do that fucking video where Pete Davidson's like, I'm a bat and a man. They think it's hilarious. And I was like, guys, this is so fucking tired. Yeah, if you don't weird. buy into what Batman is, don't go see it's a hard movie to watch. Yeah. And what I think is funny is Batman always gets killed for he's just a normal guy, but he fucking dresses as a bat. That's fucking stupid. Okay, but when I watch Batman, I don't watch Batman as a realistic guy. Yeah, He's a billionaire. He's super smart. He's physically better than all of us. He's flying around. And Gotham does not play as a oh, real like, city Batman to me, right? Batman is not a regular guy. Like Exactly, like, but this is on. the argument you hear all the time, right? And what I think is so funny is, like, no one fucking criticizes the fact that Doctor Strange lives in the middle of actual New York City. Right. That's pretty fucking stupid, too, if you want to, like, start really fucking picking hairs. Yeah. You know, and, like, splitting, like, who can fucking be realistic and who can't. The tone of Batman is that he's a fucking hyper-focused, psychopathic, Mm -hmm. uh, damaged kind of guy, right? And what I actually thought is this movie walks us through that start start a batman and gets us in a place where he becomes bigger than that yeah. at the end which i actually really well, appreciated it starts very again like this is the thing that i love about i'm just like this is the thing i love about the opener of this movie for one those like stark titles and like because i was wondering i'm like what are they gonna call it the batman like is it gonna come at the end like a nolan movie are we gonna get the title like i love that the starkness of the overs like this is the batman i'm like cool got it and then we have this very like, like watching. We have this great like. We know somebody is gonna get axed in the first like five minutes of this movie. And the thing that this, the thing that Matt Reeves does so well is blend these actual noir elements, like stuff that in any other director's hands comes off as like a really hackneyed premise. That voiceover fucking worked for me, man. I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to tell anybody, but like that shit is like throughout the movie it's peppered so well and not overused but that opener where he's just walking through and talking about the city itself i'm like this fucking works this is like a this is that is exactly when you read batman how batman works when you read it in the comics batman talks to himself constantly especially like scott snyder runs like there's a lot of inner monologue and we've never really gotten that with any of these batmans they always have to be punching off alfred and that kind of stuff what I loved about this was we're finally like truly in this guy's head. Like we're not just having to guess it, but we are dead center in the middle of this guy's cerebral cortex as he's going through this year two. I I, I love that shit. I think I, th- I thought it worked amazing. Yeah. Well, the, the opening too just sets it up so beautifully, right? Awesome. Which is we get the bat signal. And this is the thing. Matt Reeves essentially lays out the kind of treatise, right? Of, these are the popular, you know, academic takes on what Batman really is, right? Right. That's Bruce Wayne's the mess. That's the mess. That light is not a call for me, but it's to scare the shit out of everyone, right? right? It's to let them know. All right. So, like, he's really on the nose with a lot of that, but it never really bothered me, right? The opening of watching all. him 
Batman, the bat signal menace a guy who is dressed suspiciously like Robert Pattinson in Good Times, shopping at the Good Times bodega. I thought the exact uh, same thing. <laughs> I thought that was fucking awesome. If that's if that was a good wink and a nod, man, I, I was a big fan Respect. of that. But him just looking up at the signal, right? The looters, right? Looking up and seeing a police spotlight. That, and then looking into care the darkness. Exactly. That and that's what he says, right? It's a big city. I can't be everywhere, but they think I'm in every shadow. And what I, this was the cut that I was like, this guy is so on my wavelength with what I want to see. Mm-hmm. The mythology of the Batman, right, then takes this hit because we see this gang, right? And they're they're jumping this guy in, right? They're going to have him go beat someone up and commit some crimes, right? And it seems like he'll get his face fully painted and be part of the gang, right? When Batman first comes out, they fucking laugh in his face. Yeah. And so I love the idea of this myth building of Batman and then just taking the piss out of it right away, right? Yeah. These fucking obnoxious douches on Twitter that are like, oh, Batman's just so stupid, blah, blah. It's a guy in a suit and he's sad. You know, that thing we just talked about. Right. Okay, Matt Reeves is like, yeah, sure. Like, everyone would probably laugh if you saw that guy in person. Until he starts fucking whooping everyone's ass and you're like, oh, yeah. This guy's built different. And what I... Okay, so we're kind of all over the place. It's such a big pot. I feel like we're very spastic right now. The mix of Robert Pattinson as this laser-focused psychopath Batman and the score for the, you know, dun-dun-dun-dun. I was like, oh, my God. They are just channeling Jaws right now. Yeah. And he just walks in there and just annihilates. And then, you know, we see... The civilian he saves say, please don't, please don't hurt me as he looks up at the bat saying, I was like, this so perfectly understands yeah. what I'm looking for. And then I'll get you to talk on this. This was the other most important thing of the Batman, right? I know we all love that they spent a lot of time detecting, yeah, which was fucking great. Something in this movie that they did a lot of that I absolutely loved, they put Batman... Not skulking on the sides of buildings and fucking coming in through windows and sitting in rafters. Batman is walking amongst the citizenry constantly. So from that scene, Batman walks through the house of the crime scene of the mayor. He has to physically walk through all the cops and fucking take their jeers, their mocking. And I was like, oh my God, just seeing Batman have to physically walk through the hall and be in the crime scene as everyone hates him, right? To see Batman physically have to knock on the door of a club and then walk in, you know, sassy cape flaring. I thought that shit was amazing. Seeing Batman amongst actual citizens on the fucking ground was wonderful. And they do it 10 or 15 times in this movie. Right. I mean, yeah, I think that him walking through that, like him walking through that crime scene. And Gordon, no, like Gordon, be like, he's all right. By the way, Jeffrey Wright, what the fuck, man? Can we just Dude. put him in everything? He's fucking incredible. <laughs> Every time he just went, Jesus, man, because he always Come called on. Batman, man. Come on, man. Damn, man, this ain't the way, man. Dude. And every time he's just like this totally exacerbated, like fucking the he, last good he's cop. So good. Yeah. He's so fucking perfectly channeled. What is great about Jim Gordon? Yeah. Because he seems like he's like the, oh, I just want to go home and watch a game. But you can tell he's doggedly working all the time. Yeah. And like, that that's his, his fucking life. ruse so that he can get away with working with Batman. 
Because everyone likes, I was like, oh but my God, Jeffrey Wright just nailed Commissioner Gordon. walking through that crime scene, like walking right in. And I, yeah, I love, I love, I love that it's not just like, where'd he come from? Like that, that's what yeah. works so well is like, yeah, it's year two, man. He doesn't know how to fucking jump through rafters yet. That's not his gag. Yeah. Like he did it once, but like, that's it. And like, yeah. not and only What that, you see is like when he's face to face with the cop, right? He's still in the phase where. The Batman is a fuck you, right? Yeah. I want to put on this suit because I fucking can. Because that's what rich people can do when they have problems. Right. And I want to go fucking pulverize faces because that's how I get my aggression out. And so Batman is still, everything he does in this movie is such a, a fuck you. It has this, again, just kind of like childish energy. Yeah. Which is something we just don't address in Batman enough. Him know, knocking like, on the door to the club. Why the fuck dude. would you knock on the door... Except he spotted those two half-sized bouncers, and he's like, oh, hell yeah. But, like, that's, <laughs> what, that's what's so awesome about this. Like, the knock on the door at the club is one of those great things of, like, that's this, like, laser-focused. That's, like, this laser-focused thing, like, psychotic people do. Like, you think about, like, yeah. great scenes in movies where, like, like, because there's some bad movies out there that have these wonderful scenes where people just, like go straight through like a fucking torpedo you know and that's exactly what this is like he is not going to address the he's not going to address the like ninety thousand pound elephant and was like this is a guy dressed like a bat who wants to just like walk into the bar he's just like i mean in that one bar they're probably like ooh, they probably think he's like hooking or something i gotta say he does (laughs) not seem like the most suspicious person in that bar either way yeah (laughs) neither they're just like square they go back to doing drops off each other's taint. Who's this guy? Fucking loser. Losers. Yeah, who invited their grandpa? Yeah. I bet he doesn't even do drops. <laughs> yeah. Do you do drops? <laughs> but he's so... But yeah, it's, like, so matter-of-fact, though. Like, he's just like, let's go. Like, And, yeah, like, he oh. sizes him up immediately, and you're like, you know this is about to happen. Like, it's never... It never needs to be addressed because you establish in the first... 15 minutes of that movie as he's talking to himself about what it is that he's doing that. And again, like this is the first 15 minutes of this movie. I'll stack up against pretty much every other Batman movie, because this is a really important thing. And this is the thing I like the most about the Batman is how laser focused it is on the smaller beats. Like every other Batman movie has to address this like huge Gotham city. Oh, it's so vast. Oh, it's so large. This addresses pretty quickly that as big as this place can get, it gets small really quickly. Like, I mean, it's it never goes too grandiose. Like, you look at the city. Yeah, there's wide shots of the city and all that shit. And, of course, we have this big third act action piece. But, like, there's so much smaller iconography about where things are, where to go. Like I understand the terrain of, I can't say I've felt this way about many Batman movies as of late. Right. Well, this is, this was the first Batman, right? That said, yeah, this was the first Batman that said, uh, let's not do Wayne Manor way the fuck outside of town, wherever that is gone. He lives in a fucking house looking down upon, this yeah. fucking big cesspool, a, a right? big ass tower. He lives like yeah. his like shop is in the like sub basement yeah. of Wayne Tower, essentially. Yeah. Like, and that's a, I mean, just imagine a guy who lives atop this crumbling town, 
He has all this fucking money. His dad started this slush fund for all the crime. And every day he's in the middle, the heart of the fucking city, actually walking amongst the people. Because this is one of the things you hear online, right? It's like, I don't even get it, man. Why would anyone live in Gotham? Like, it's if it's that bad. And it's like, well, tell me that you fucking never struggled in your life without saying it out loud, right? Right. Uh, some people can't fucking just move whenever the fuck they want, man. And a lot of the crime and the bad statistics you see happen to the people who don't have the resources to get the fuck out of town. Whereas guys like Bruce Wayne can just fucking switch towns when he goes, ew, gross. Like, oh, gotta, oh, something I don't like on the way to my boba, right? He can fucking leave. A lot of people fucking can't. Right. And so the idea of putting him in the heart of that, right, is it's it's a it's a small change, right? Like, why change Wayne Manor? That's such an integral part of how we all have known Batman for a long time. Mm-hmm. But when you watch it, you're like, OK, it is serving this purpose, right? Yeah. Of bringing well, him still, into this fucking festering wound. It still keeps him is far Gotham. away from everyone. Like, I think like, this is like a really. Right, but on high. But on, on high. high, yeah. <laughs> on high yeah. with. By the way, I don't know if this was intentional, but there was this like Batman 66 nod with this like Aunt Harriet character who lives with them. <laughs> like this other person. <laughs> I, I was, thought that I was too. Like, All right, this might be Aunt a Harriet? good moment for a brief. Yeah, this might be a good moment for a brief diversion. The. <laughs> Because this is the thing. I, I'm not going to completely rip the movie for its big runtime, right? No. Because, like I said, Look. the movie definitely is trying to make sure that it it has a certain tone and they want to yes. really hone in on small moments, right? Right, right. Do I think you could chop 45 minutes out of this movie and just make it a fucking, you know, tight as fuck awesome movie? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I think almost every movie is better by making it shorter. Uh, I totally agree with that. If there's something in this movie that absolutely did not work for me for one frame of the film, it's Alfred. Oh, really? I mean, this was terrible. <laughs> like this, this was unacceptably bad. Um, I mean, and I, I, I think to the detriment of because Robert Pattinson's only couple Bruce Wayne moments happen with this Alfred. That is doing nothing. We don't need another fucking sad bastard in the movie. I'll tell you the thing. Alfred that I is like supposed the most to be about. the guy who believes in what the Waynes were. It was my and helps out. <laughs> this is my favorite. This is actually my favorite Bruce Wayne moment. It is like because this is the part I was like, oh dude, this is like the bitchiest Bruce Wayne you could come up with. Is he comes down after his like no, super cool right. night of Batmaning. And he's like, yeah, the accounts are here from the company. He goes, what? Yeah. Why? What the fuck? Like, he's like super bitchy about it. It's like, dude, yeah. you got to run a company too, bro. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's just this like butting heads and you're like, okay. Right. <laughs> but there, there is something integral about Alfred as he becomes the father and mother that Bruce never had. Right. Right. He is the guiding light. I think you could make a pretty fucking strong case Alfred is the reason that Batman is not the Joker, right? Yeah. Alfred as that cove in the storm. And when this Alfred's laying in the bed and he just goes, I could teach you the fights, but I couldn't be a dad. I was like, oh my God, that is the worst take on Alfred. I, I fucking hated Alfred in this whole movie. Also, I mean, Alfred can do fucking, he knows how to fight. He trained Batman in combat, which we see obviously means he has moves. He can fucking do ciphers. 
and do all this other but Batman he doesn't know shit. not to open the mail <laughs> yeah he's not like hmm maybe when's, i should use one of the fucking bat robots laying around when <laughs> something says I, to the batman you're like well i guess i'll just open this like come on man well the, the beat is played that he's driving home frantically because he's so sad he's gonna lose alfred right and in a weird way, that works for Batman because when he does, when Robert Pattinson does the, you know, I'm not afraid of death. I'm afraid of losing someone I care about. Yeah. The problem with that moment is I go, am I to believe that you care about Alfred? <laughs> am I to believe you care about like, this guy who's trying to keep yeah. your company afloat while you just bitch at him? Because I'm trying to play with toys. Like, Fuck, dude. You had three entire hours. You couldn't have fucking dropped two of those minutes. Like when they held hands, I was like, nope. Nope, yeah, like that, that felt, did not work for that me. That did not work for me either. That, that was and, like, and that's what I mean. That's supposed to be the moment. I, I think the Alfred take was such a fucking missed opportunity because I think it would have unlocked more of the Bruce Wayne, right? And again, that, I, th- I think it's chronologically where it lands for Bruce. Yeah. That is not the fucking case with Alfred. I'll give you... Yeah, I mean, like, I this is, but this is why. Like, I don't care about the take really because it's just so like inconsequential to the rest of the movie like again i think andy circus is a phenomenal actor and i do want to say he's a great actor too i want to say up front this movie is like impeccably casted like they could not have found impeccably cast they could not have found better actors to do this movie i think the reason i don't care enough to like even address this like because look i think the alfred stuff is pretty useless other than pointing out how bitchy bruce wayne is in the very beginning of this movie being like, I don't want to fucking deal with that shit. I want to sit out here and play with toys. Listen to Bauhaus. Get out of here, bro. Like, there's a lot uh, of that. But, dude, like, so the moment when Alfred or he, Alfred fucking creeps in, right? And he's like, time to get my tongue lashing. And he creeps down to the cave. And he sees the fucking footage of Catwoman losing it. Yeah. And he just goes, oh, she looks mad. Is that a good sign? And I was like, no, no. You guys do not not talk about dating and women. Like, what is happening? I was like, you guys talk about maybe, like, fighting techniques, what metal's best to fucking block a blow. Like, you do not talk about women. There is this, like, flavor. (laughs) I think this is interesting. This is, like, this flavor that runs the gamut of all all Alfreds, by the way. Like, Mm -hmm. Michael Gauge... Uh, Sir Sir Michael Kane, Sir Michael Kane, Jeremy Irons, all of them have this one bit where they're always like, "Oh man, I hope he gets a girlfriend one day." Like all of them say yeah. the thing. Like my favorite's been Jeremy Irons so far, where he's just like yeah. drink, he's swilling scotch, like in your dreams, Alfred. But see, like, this is the thing, though, right? Even in the movie so where they got this killed, movie. exactly. Even the movie where they got killed, right? About Batman's portrayal, whatever, right? The Zack Snyder movies. Right. You totally bought that Jeremy Irons was Hell a yeah. beloved figure in that Bruce Wayne and Batman's Absolutely. life. And that is, it's such a fucking crucial Andy Sir- Andy element of Batman. Andy, yeah, and I think this is this is no dig on Andy Serkis's performance. What it is is that he's been relegated, because this movie is three hours long. And I agree, like... You had minutes. two minutes to fucking make. You're telling this me work. we couldn't have at least, yeah, we could have, like, yeah, the handhold thing, not great. But again, take out just, every fucking scene that's after the fucking top of the stadium. 
and give me one moment where fucking Bruce Wayne doesn't despise Alfred to his face. Well, yeah, and like that, I think is really fascinating. But the, here's the thing, and this is why, like, this is why I actually, and we'll talk about this later about like what's coming next, like, because this is why I would want a sequel, is because I do need further justification why Alfred doesn't just fucking book. Because yeah, it's like a really yeah. oddly contentious relationship, and you're trying to figure out is well it because... in this movie you're like he's probably like well Bruce is gonna fucking bite it right and honestly get these billions he... <laughs> yeah well that, dude I thought the exact same thing I was watching the movie last time I was like is he just waiting for Bruce to just straight up die yeah. because there's at least three times every day that... he comes down to that cave and sees him fucking like, just oh, mess it up he's like it. God fuck damn he's like Garfield right he's like Mondays am I right <laughs> yeah no it's a very Garfield. Garfield the butler, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And this is the strange thing, though, right? Because they took what Alfred is supposed to do mm-hmm. and put it on the Gordon character, yes. which made those beats with Gordon and Batman so much fucking so awesome. better. But this is—it's important that when when Bruce accepts someone, that they have to give him a piece of that yeah. humanity back. This is the and part again of- I, in a movie that almost didn't miss for me. That that was a pretty fucking crucial one that would have helped against this fucking critique of all he does is the fucking kid who flips his hair and is sad. Right. Because you're like, not when he's with uh, Catwoman, not when he's with Gordon. But when he's in his own home, he's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, he's again, he's just like a super bitchy teenager. Like, it's very. And again, I don't know I why. I get it. But sure, you know. They should, they should fix that, Alfred, because that was a. But he's Huge bitchy. Missed important I will say this: as Bruce Wayne, he's bitchy like the entire time, like the right. whole time. He's just. Yeah. It's interesting too, because like, well, what does Batman look like without Alfred in this movie? The Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, Alfred I, should matter. It's a really, I don't know. It's a very strange. It's a strange thing that I hope if they do more, gets addressed. Like, maybe there is a. Maybe this was like the thing he needed to know to not be bitchy to like the only person who hit his family left. I mean, maybe there, there's a chance that that's it. Right. I, again, it's like, I don't accept it's, that Bruce cannot become a serial killer. If he doesn't have that upbringing, there is like a character arc there. If you want to address it, which is that he's yeah. accepting that, Oh, there are people who actually give a shit about me. Like I might not care about death, but I do like, it's sure. Batman. It's Batman coming to the realization that he does care about other people, and like, it's not that he needs to care about himself. It's that he needs to care for other people. Like, why do you wear the mask? Otherwise, just go outside and do your shit as Bruce Wayne. You wear the mask because right. you care about other people. And they get there eventually with the other. But again, it takes two Bruce long. Wayne. It's it's like the <laughs> it fucking Bible, right? When Jesus just disappears for a long stretch, and you're like, hmm, I wonder what the fuck he was doing. It's important to us that we assume that Alfred was there shepherding him and making him feel that love that keeps him on the straight and narrow, that he thinks he can be somewhat more Thomas Wayne than the guy that shot Thomas Wayne. Anywho, small fucking small quibble. But that that I thought was a a pretty fucking big big missed opportunity. I agree. I mean – and again, in a movie that's filled and again, with... it's not about him being like a fucking badass no. fighter guy because it's been very popular in comics no. and the movies for decades that he's not Grandpa Alfred from, you know, Burton's yeah. Batman. That he can still be the badass. I used to be a soldier and I do mechanic and fucking ciphers and whatever. 
He has well, to care about Bruce. <laughs> yeah. And Bruce speaking has to of, care about him. Speaking of badass, this is the thing that I really <laughs> do love about this movie. Is I do and again, I'm not somebody who doesn't think like, look, I like that Batman's not invincible in this movie. Like he gets knocked out like twice. He has to like take yeah. a fucking adrenaline injection to even get back up at one point. Not adrenaline. Venom. Is that venom? Okay, that is venom. Oh right? yeah, it is green. Okay, it cool. was green, man. I yeah, thought it was too. And stuff. They could have Bane. Whatever. I was giving ooh, myself ooh, just ooh. a little bit. I was just saying it's got to. Assuming it's just adrenaline because we're. But I'm like. I mean, oh, I yeah. have. I have literally no fucking evidence. I just in my heart know it was green. Made sense to me. Also, I was like, he cut that that electric cable with one swing. I don't care what your battle wing is. Not gonna happen. Bata Wang. Remember that when Batman just flopped his dong out in a comic and they're like, Oh god. Um, uh yeah, but you're not the, cutting that with just fucking your normal body. That's the one that I the one part that I like and it's weird. There's stuff and I don't know if maybe it's just me, because like again, we read comics, like I, I react differently to a lot of different to a lot of things. There's a lot of beats I laughed at in this movie, like maybe because like I'm used to reading stuff like this, but like yeah. when he Batwing suits off the top of the GCPD and just fucking <laughs> yeah. beefs. I yeah. just died laughing in the theater. Like well, no one was else like, was. What laughing. was your? I'm oh, like, dude. See, what was your end game? The, the second time I saw it, right, no one made a sound. There was like four people in the theater. Right. Very different experience. The opening night, the crowd was really loving it. Right. This yeah. movie for for getting the shit about Batman's two brooding, which I'll never be able to wrap my fucking head around. Um, and that he's emo Batman, whatever. This movie deploys little comedic beats oh, yeah. constantly. Effortlessly. That are not obnoxious and in your face, no. right? This isn't like a, a Marvel formula per se. No, there's like a where lot of- it's like, of hey, like... just remember, nothing matters. We're back. Oh, no. But like just even Gordon, they use Penguin for this a lot in yeah. these perfectly natural moments. <laughs> when they... I actually thought that the little beats- we're a breath of fresh air, right? Um, I thought so too. A weird, like, a weird, like huge laugh line in my theater was thumb drive. When Batman holds up the severed thumb, like people were dying, and I was you like, "You know what's interesting? Maybe it's weird, the delivery because okay. his delivery was like so like morose. You're like, yeah. all right, guy, you know, you know." What you're, I'm like, yeah. "Are you making the joke? Or are you like pointing it?" Well, out? I was like, "Are you holding it up to be like, is that funny? Is this <laughs> like your I type five? Right? You're like working. I'm workshopping. Don't record like, me. I'm workshopping. Are you?" Did you make a joke or are you pointing out that it's called thumb drive? Like, what is the yeah. joke? Here? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, man, I do not like prosthetics for prosthetic sake. Like, it is a big pet peeve of mine when people put this shit on and I'm just like, why are we doing this? Fucking Colin Farrell sold me, man. That was some fucking incredible work. Like, man. not only is that stuff just like, not only is that just incredible prosthetics, could not see Colin Farrell at all. Like, the penguin is fucking undefeated, man. Between this and Danny DeVito, you're like the penguin has two. just become pure fucking money. Even Meredith Burgess was fucking awesome. As Meredith the Burgess, even uh, what the Robin Lord Taylor guy from that Gotham shit, people love him. Uh, like, eh. Not me. I, I did not I, enjoy. I it. don't acknowledge. I actually, I just never watch Gotham. I don't watch TV. I turned it off. Uh, after some of the 10 shit minutes. I saw coming out of that show, though, like was baffling. Having yes. not watched it, either way. either here nor there, neither here nor there. Um. Someday I'll watch all of these 8,000 episodes of comic book TV I'm supposed to imbibe to. Yeah. I'll just give up on having a wife and but, kids and a life, and I'll do that. But I, he, Colin Farrell, man. I mean, God, he, he was my favorite character in the movie by a lot. 
I thought he was so good. But not only that, not only is he doing this like amazing, like fucking De Niro esque Capone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I liked the psychology they began working in on Penguin, right? Uh huh. The he is a guy who is disfigured, and uh, you know, Batman. He's like, "Do you know my reputation?" And Batman goes, "Yeah, do you?" And you see that, right? And then later, when he, you know, Carmine's like, "Oh, you're a big man now." He goes, "Maybe I am." And there's just enough of that between him, you know, being the fucking comedic relief mm-hmm. uh, that when he's in that car scene, right? And he's fucking trying to best Batman, right? Wonderful right. fucking moment of his performance. At the Good end, when he's staring out at that fucking flooded city, though, yeah, you've actually gone on a journey with this guy. Totally. Who now is, I was a, a low-level, mid-level guy, right? Now he's the man. And now he sees Batman, and he sees the Riddler, and he's like, you know what? I can make this work for me. I can do more. And you had this sense of dread at how fucking awful this guy can become. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, man. Colin Farrell, like, took me there. Oh, like, dude. Took me on a fucking journey it with takes the you the small, whole time. like, side character. La Rata! La Rata! Right? And it's like, what am I the only one who want to stay in Spanish? Oh, hey. Yeah. Hey, oh. Hey. I'm like, oh, cool. Andrew Dice Clay. All right, let's do it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, just really, like, liberally fucking ripping off the famous Italians of the past. Respect. Actually, it was, I, it was great, though, man. I don't he know was you, so fucking good. I don't know if you... There's another bit that... This was another, like, comedic bit, and I was the only one in my theater who laughed was when they uh when they peel out when they um after they ca- after they catch him after the car chase and they question him when they peel yeah. out he's like you're just gonna Yo, leave me here of- you sons of bitches and he like penguin Yo, walks sons of bitch- yeah <laughs> i was the only <laughs> one who laughed like i was like oh that's hilarious oh no like, well just in the theater when he goes hey you guys know i'm still here right <laughs> i was like yeah fuck yeah yep. so they're like you are ill all right and then when he's like just there, so oh god, I thought it was great, man, dude. He, uh, Colin Farrell was, so was fucking phenomenal. Wonderful. And this was another one of the things I've been running through my mind, right? The second time I watched it, the movie started to drag a lot, right? There, there are these moments, right? So right in between when they catch the Riddler at the coffee shop mm-hmm. to when we see Batman muddied on the top of the stadium, right? That part's a pretty solid, tight run for me. Really? Everything after that, throw that out, right? You know what's there there's a little lagging, a little repetitive beats in the kind of mystery solving where it's like a riddle, I'll talk to Gordon, I'll go up by the light, yeah. I'll fucking stare longingly well, at Catwoman. And yeah. it's like it's a video game for a little bit. And again, like, that yeah. doesn't bother me. It's interesting you like for me, I was not expecting it to devolve into like and not devolves the wrong word, but I was not expecting like I guess I was, but the big third act action set piece, like mm. this has become like a really big thing in just comic book movies in general. And it's interesting because like for a movie that goes against the grain pretty much the entire time, like against every of every one of its predecessors, but like picking and choosing all the great stuff from all of them, including the books. Like there's so much great, like like Batman ego is one of my favorite comics about Batman. Mm. They pick out so many great little bits, so many great little iconographies from my favorite books and movies. Oh, dude, when he did the Venom and almost killed that guy, I was like, fuck, it's like Batman the cult. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, man, totally. just like Batman books you love, you just you see it in there, man. Yeah, it like it so has it, like, the essence of Batman. 
like I, I was talking to my wife because like we went we both went to see it together and like Andrea was really into Andrea was really into the um did it bother you by the way that they did they mispronounce Falcone or they just decided to not give a shit? I didn't even notice, so I guess I'm a dullard. No, uh, no, I I really don't care, honestly. Like I actually liked that they called him Falcone because, like, again, it's one of those things. Oh, that I've that's right, been it was Falcone, about. not Falcone. I've always been curious about that myself, so I didn't really Honestly, care. the 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 mafia elements in Batman comics and TV and every outside of the animated series, you're like, I just feel like they never really use them in a yeah. way that matters a lot. And I mean, look, like if you're gonna do it, man, John Turturro's a fantastic guy to cast. He was in that great. Part. Like he's great. This okay, so this was my question to you, man. And only because it's Batman, right? So we'll we don't normally we're not in the business of rewriting movies for infinitely more talented storytellers. <laughs> sure. There is a big part of me that I think I could have done without the Falcone thing. You know, I, it, it lands this beat that because one of the things the movie does, right, is they set up this parallel journey between the Riddler and Batman, right? They forget the important part of Alfred needs to help him not be a serial killer. That's neither here nor there. Uh, two orphans on different trails, right? Right, right. And then Thomas Wayne set up this fucking fund that has now become a slush fund for the crime and actually is part of the reason why Gotham is this way, right? But he does it because, you know, he had noble intentions, but he fucking made a huge mistake, right? I think we could have gotten there and saved a lot of time with the Falcone stuff. And also, I, I don't know about you, the Falcone being Catwoman's father. All right. Like, that didn't I really mean, well, register in a like, way that matters. like, almost everything involving Carmine Falcone comes from the long Halloween, like almost entirely everything in this movie, including the Catwoman bit comes from the long Halloween. Like all of it comes from that run of story, which again, that's like, I'm like a sucker. It's like my favorite Batman story. She's so like, for me, it works. Marriage, this is my thing. And I, I talked to my wife about this cause she thought it was really, she, I mean, she liked, she liked Zoe Kravitz. She liked, and Zoe Kravitz fucking awesome, by the way. Um, Great. Like she's wonderful, bat, wonderful like, again, Catwoman. Everybody makes a meal out of every single one of their parts. Like even the smallest stuff is fucking amazing. Hey Amen. There's nothing actors like more than not being rushed. Yeah, <laughs> man, I got all the time in the world. Um, here's the thing: I liked it worked in a way that made me understand. Like it motivated placement. Like this is a big thing for me in superhero movies. Is like superheroes have a problem with just like showing up. You're like cool. Did you know you were supposed to be here, or is it just like written in the script? Like, there's like so a you level... enjoyed the the Batman, uh, the Irishman via the Batman, where it's just a lot of driving to places, like a lot of driving between. I'm not places. sure I'd go that far. What I do appreciate though is, I mean, it's certainly not like that to that level, but there was a couple where I was like, all right, all right. Well, like, yeah, there's a couple of times like, but again, I think that's that's an important decision for them is they want to see it's Batman stylistic. connected to the asphalt of Gotham City. Right. I get it's very, it. St it's very stylistic. It's an important yeah. choice for the style. For me, what I like about the Falcone stuff, and particularly because of where it's ending, where it comes to a head, is it gives a reason for because like look, it gives a reason for Batman to show up other than like. Oh man, I really want to like battawang this girl. Like it's like a completely different thing altogether. Because like yeah. every other iteration, and again, 
we are not in the habit of relitigating movies like this in this in, in on this pod. But like every other iteration from like a lesser director is sex. Like that is like the base modifier for like all motivation in these in these characters sometimes. I liked that there was another element to it. Whether it worked or not is up for debate, I think, but the fact that it was present helped a lot. Yeah. It, it, and it is one of those Matt Reeves got, you know, the keys to the toy box, right? And he's playing and you're like, "All right, was Penguin was Penguin integral to this movie? No. But did he make no. it better? Yeah. Absolutely." Right? Catwoman, integral? No, but made it a lot fucking better, man. Uh an important element that shows Bruce as a human again, right? Right. Or at least Batman, right? Anywho, I thought that mattered, right? Falcone was the one thing, because this is the thing. A lot of people have so many motivations, it felt like. Like, at one point, Catwoman just stole a gigantic bag of money, and we just let that kind of go, and she's like, well, he owed it to me. And it's like, all right, like, that's cool. Why are you... Anywho, she has the thing where her roommate gets killed, and that's why... But then she's the she has like four motivations. It felt like, and well, she like, has one motivation, right. which is revenge. It just starts getting looped I into mean, all sure. the other. But I was like, she has to her motivation, right? Is that her roommate got brutally murdered? She got a lot of revenge. Why was that not enough? Right? Like, oh, why can't we just run that through? That's the that is the. That's the entry level. That's the entry level revenge. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. She has like three tiered revenge, essentially. Like yeah. entry level, my friend Annika got murdered. Secondary, I'm owed a lot of money. Why are you owed a lot of money? Because yeah. she's the illegitimate daughter of Carmine Falcone. Like, okay. Yeah, but then it's like, do you want the money or do you want to fucking kill this guy right. that you've the, been in the club with see, since you were a kid? And I think that's like, that is what Matt Reeves is getting at in like yeah. layering these characters in a way that. Yeah. It's not even I like, agree with that. It's like it, it just what it is is just a different take. Like it's not just okay. I'm gonna say it. It's not just oh cool. There's a program out there that wipes my slate clean. I'm like, I do not give a single <laughs> shit about what's going on in your character's life. Yeah. Revenge though. Fair enough. I get it. Revenge. Sure. Simple. No. Like, revenge easy. is always one of the best storytelling revenge weapons. Makes total sense to me. Sure. There's nothing that an audience understands more than that fucker done me wrong and yeah. i want my fucking pound of flesh we all get what i'm saying is i think part of the problem with the middle of the film for me right and the bloated runtime mm -hmm. is they're doing so fucking much right? right and i don't i don't know that it was something that well totally bothered me the first viewing by the second viewing a couple scenes start popping up where you're like all right, well, like, we need to fucking get this ship sailed. So, because it's the thing, right? Imagine the scene when she is trying to just steal the money, mm -hmm. and she finds Annika's body in that car, right? Right. That moment hits deep in the soul, right? Mm -hmm. In a way that her is saying, "Hey, Dad, remember my mommy?" And you're like, "Nope, that doesn't land." Right. Right. So it's I don't know. I think it's a little bit of that because it's a little column A, a little column. I yeah, really... and the, the core of the film is this mystery of Bruce being walked through this haunted house version, this alternate Black Mirror life he could have had as the Riddler. I mean, even And as... the Riddler stuff for me was fucking wonderful. So anything that was pulling us out of that and the world's greatest detective stuff, well, the world it, training assistant to the world's greatest detective. Yeah. 
like, that that kind of bummed me out. This is the stuff that, in regards to that though, like because we haven't talked about the Riddler yet at all. Um, yeah. for one, Paul Dano, what a fucking just. Okay, what a power. So a lot man. of people have been talking shit about this performance online. How? And the I was like, fuck. If you were to actually like have drinks in my physical proximity and say that when I was like having drinks, I think I would go Chet from Weird Science and just do a headlock and noogie until you apologize. Like you know I, I'm actually fucking shocked to hear that people are talking shit about what we, Paul Dano was doing. We took my kid to uh we took Oh, you're gonna kid. say you took him to Batman. <laughs> I was like, fuck. No. We'll get back we'll get back to that. No. Uh, we took our kid the the during the day. We took him to this um, took him to this children's museum, and he was just you know he's almost three, and we have a pandemic kid, so he's a little nonverbal, so he has trouble like sometimes dealing with other kids. So like this one kid would not let him like there's like ten little like rubber balls lined up, and he kept taking one, and this kid was like, no, you can't take it, and finally my kid like just like gets pissed because he can't have what he wants, and slaps this kid's hands away from him. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so we walk over and, you know, I'm doing the parent thing. And I'm like, hey, buddy, we don't hit. Like, you got to be careful. Like, come on, man. Like, you know better than that. And this fucking old grampy walks over who is this other kid's uh, guy. Now, listen, I have not ever had I like in the three years of my child's life. I have not had like a major like I'm going to tap you to strikes moment with this old <laughs> with it with this old grampy. Finally, he was feeling a little the Batman Alfred and just fucking I, sauntered he, up to he, he sauntered on over and tried to make me turn down my Bauhaus. So, like, literally, he was just, like, staring at, at Henry. And I almost, like, leaned over, like, when Batman uh, leans over the car after the penguin crashes. I was like, and I was like, you got to fucking staring problem or what? So we walked into this movie, and I just like all the rage I felt from the day from that one. Yeah, guy, you were you were baby Brucing, just like Ugh. like it was just like oh, I feel oh the so opposite. Much I was it was just like pure release. I was just like oh, finally someone is just tapping idiots to strikes nonstop. Now see, that's the two paths, right? You either become more than vengeance, or you go on whatever Riddler Chan, right, was, and be one of the five hundred yeah. followers. Okay. So okay, the Paul Dano. Here, thing so here's was, the sorry. thing, right? Let let's start up let's top. Let's start right? back to Paul Dano. <laughs> so Paul Dano, what I keep hearing is that he's so over the top as to be a parody and comical. Mm, Guys, okay. I don't know how to explain to you that this was an accountant, a normal everyday man who had had this horrifying upbringing. His his father, the reporter that got murdered, right? Yeah. He's in an orphanage where he's seen terrible things, right? Has suffered unbelievable amounts of mental trauma, right? He sees a man dressed as a bat running around, taking his revenge, trying to change the city. He puts on a mask to emulate Batman, right? This is the thing that uh, Dark Knight talked about, right? Is that Batman casts a psychic net that pulls these people in and makes them worse. And it is one of the kind of foundational paradoxes of of Batman, Batman, right? Batman, yeah. Is that by his existence, he makes these worse versions of criminals, right? Right. The fact that you don't understand that this is a normal guy playing an operatic version of what he thinks Batman is. He literally sings Ave Maria in the middle of the fucking movie. And you're not getting You know what blew my mind? My friend told me this and he goes, well, I knew they were going to do the Joker because they kept singing Ave Maria. And I was like, what? And he goes, that means the sad clown. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
I didn't I Google don't. it to see if that's true. That's he said that. True. I don't know. Avino, I yeah. don't fucking know. He said it was sad clown or whatever. Translation. Anyway, neither here nor there. I thought that was a fun factoid that may or may not be right. Um, but the fact that him going so big, right? A man who has been nobody his whole Ave life. Ave Maria means Hail Mary. Whoever told you that is an idiot. Great. Great. Now I sound like a fucking rube. This is what happens when you just say things you read. I didn't even read it on the internet. My actual friend, who my dear friend. said that? I don't fucking know. Well, no, my friend, I'm not going to call him out. You're not going to call him out. Like, oh, you're the fucking I said it. I said it. Guy. Your friend, wrong. Well, he is a part of the show, so deal with it. No, neither here nor there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because me and Cloud, he said that in the truck, and me and Cloud were like, Oh my God, brilliant insight. We had no idea. I just was like, why would someone say something so insane about Ava Maria and Ava Yeah, Maybe it's sung by Either here or there. Whatever. But so this guy who has no voice, right? Who's been an orphan, right? His voice was silenced the same way his father's was. Is screaming as loud as he can, right? He's trying to be Batman, but he's not. And as he gets away with it, he starts becoming this bigger and bigger version of it, right? Right. Like, how can you fucking say that a guy like the Riddler is too over the top when we live in a world with Alex Jones? Yeah, no shit. Like, what are we talking about? Like, men just become cartoon versions of themselves because they think that's what the how they'll get the audience and attention. He is playing what he fucking thinks the Batman is. And then it's like a guy who's like, oh, now I got some right wing fucking podcast. He let's go. And yeah, I, I don't understand the fact that you don't so that mixed with his psychological trauma, you think what he's supposed to just be fine? Like when he's going Bruce Wayne. I was like Wayne. he is fucking acting for the Batman who's on the other side of the glass for him. When yeah. we see him talk before, he's acting for the news that he hopes that the Batman will see. Guys, by what? the way, and here's the scene. Here's the scene though, right? So when he starts off his little uh, fucking Riddler Chan video, right. and he's like, hey, guys, hey guys. Riddler here, <laughs> right? I love that. That's a moment where he's the closest to who he actually was. Yeah. And then you see as he gets talking and he's getting more comments, he starts fucking, they're turning the frogs gay, right? He's going insane right? and fucking riling up uh, these other fucking nightmare people. And I was like, I thought that was wonderful. I, I fucking love what Paul Dano was doing in this movie. The oh, scene when great. the bombs are blowing up and he's ah, like cheering he's so in his cell. Oh, my God, man. I, I was getting chills. I, I fucking love that. And if you don't like Paul Dano, don't be within Chet range of me. That's all I'm going to say. Sorry, uh, that's yeah, what I, I was but, getting at. That's what <laughs> I would fucking tap someone to strike someone to that. Like Paul Dano was fucking awesome in this movie. Yeah, and I, I think that him and his game with the Batman was probably my the most fun part of the movie, right? I was really yeah. loving the detective work, the going through the yeah. uh, the paces like, of the mystery solving. This is, I, this I, is I thought that was always, wonderful, man. Every time they do – every time they decide they're going to make another Batman movie, like every time this comes up, they're always like, oh, yeah, it's really going to be this hard-boiled detective story. I'm like, no, it is not. Because this is America, because this is a studio, and we don't make these kinds of movies anymore like that. This is the first time I've ever seen a Batman movie live up to that hype. Like, it is 
it is it is a detective movie and there's like really great detective stuff done so well it's deceptively like it like it's not this like horribly like hackneyed and look i like the maltese falcon the big buy like i like those like everybody else like it's not this like hackneyed sam spade stuff like hey here say here doll that kind of stuff none of that like it's like legitimately really interesting. You get that from work. Oz. You get that from him. Yeah. <laughs> like I honestly, it's just really, it's really fascinating as it goes along. And I think because they don't do, like they're not doing noir. They're doing like, and I, I've told everybody who sees it or who wants to see it. They're like, "What did you think?" I'm like, "Did you like Seven? They're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "You'll love it." Like it's a, it's, it's. Other than the third yeah. act, I've heard it's a like lot seven. of people saying that as if it's a fucking critique on the movie. What? And it's so funny because we actually did an episode on Longbox years ago where we recast certain movies. Yeah. With characters from shows, and I'm pretty sure we did Seven as Batman because we're like, that's the fucking movie. Fuck we yeah, want. that's the fucking that's the fucking uh, detective story. I I like this idea though that superhero movies are this monolithic thing that don't have influences and aren't yeah, the same well-worn stories we've all seen break. in millions of yeah that was a weird critique i kept saying it's, like, it's just seven man was, yeah seven oh, was okay. awesome did you not want yeah, to see seven also again? every day since i've seen seven i've wanted to see seven again yeah but new I'll just watch uh, seven again. <laughs> yeah watch the batman it, it's even cooler the batman is not as good as seven let's fucking put that out there too but no, it's not different but... arenas um all right so we got to talk about this fucking massive ending, right? We've talked about Batman being amongst the people. The scene where Batman's in the police station, I thought was really awesome. cool, even though it's it's kind of even that's one of those with him breaking his ass. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of one of those. I'm like, you're overthinking it. Batman should not be in a cage with all those cops. He's not getting out of there anyway. Neither here nor there, right? Uh, but Batman amongst the people. We've talked about this, that, and the other, right? It's time to get to the big finale. I was wholly unprepared for how this this affected me. Um, I knew that when they shot John Totoro, right? I'm like, of course this isn't over. Yeah. You knew that the Rid the movie wasn't over, right? All right. I knew that the Riddler had a bigger game to play. Right. The flooding the city. I was like, okay, like that's a, that's a big comic booky style. That's like a no man's shenanigan. land vibe, yeah. I get that. When they when Batman realizes that there's going to be copycat Riddlers, uh, and they just matter of factly cut to the top of that jumbotron, uh, and we mm -hmm. see the gunman showing up. That like, gave me maybe very that, that made me really fucking scared, man. Like yeah. I think like, it's. I, it's it's on the one hand i love that batman can do that right mm -hmm. there aren't very many comic book flicks that can put something like that in a context that feels real enough not like yeah. you know twee enough to feel almost disrespectful right like right. the new texas chainsaw massacre got knocked because they had a school shooter subplot and it was just again done with so fucking ham-fistedness you're like yeah you should skip that neither here nor there i thought what was cool is one they just they approached this really fucking scary thing i like the way that it was batman having to confront what he had become right the fact that he created the riddler by proxy 
you know, because if the Riddler had just found these these books, right, what are his options? He does what his dad does, but when he sees Batman, oh. This goes back to this thing that I was talking about that I like so much about this version of Batman is this version of Batman is pretty flawed. Like, Well, has... Bat- Batman is a character that you always have to grapple with. Is he the cure or the disease? Right. And this right? version of Batman, though, not only is he like, not only do you have to grapple with that, but also this version of Batman, because he's young, he has the like there's this huge lack of like benefit of experience so like we're actually watching him like learn on the go yeah which is weird because it's yeah. not a when you're just like hey batman um we don't need to kill the people swimming to their swimming to the chairs by blowing up the entire glass roof yeah, batman not agreed not like between yeah. that and like i know this is your fucking christopher nolan theatricality but jesus christ there was as soon this, as he did that i went oh like, fuck that part <laughs> I like one of my favorite parts of this movie is when they do the confrontation between also it's not an interrogation okay it's not like stop comparing to that shit with the joker it's not an interrogation it's literally two people talking either way neither here nor there when they start it's a having when they start having this conversation and he because like we're all it's set up so perfectly in the theater like we're all sitting there like oh shit he knows batman is bruce wayne for sure like without a doubt. Yeah. And when it slowly trickles in that he actually has no idea. For one, you're like, man, the Riddler is a fucking idiot. But then the other part of you is just like, holy shit. This is not about Bruce Wayne. This is about actually Batman. Like straight up Batman. I have to pause you there for a half a second, right? Because he does do the like, look at you. You're marvelous, right? You should have seen me in my mask. All right. we We have to address this. This is kind of one of the big what in the movie. The Riddler has a very specific way that he's killing and a very specific way that he uses those kills to further his agenda. Why did he phone it in with Bruce Wayne? I mean, there's that question, too. I mean, I wonder there is a part of me. That thinks he actually didn't want Bruce to die. Well, wait, just... do you think? All right, this is my theory then. Yeah. It would be that he knows Bruce. So, because the way he describes Bruce Wayne is that he's like, that's not being an orphan. Getting to live in a tower or remote yeah. with like your butler, that's not what or that's not what an orphanage is. And I mean, like, again, there's there's a lot of real worldness to this beat where you're like holy shit like i like my sister-in-law works in um social services it's fucking horrifying sometimes but maybe that is what the impersonability is of this like death is like there's no way he was going to be able to get up there because like any other place like the first time we see him is when he snuck into the mayor's house That's obviously true. the mayor you know he came down through the skylight you can't go to the skylight and wayne tower because it's the fucking i'm not physical the- I'm not physical, damn it. It's at the top of the goddamn. It's the top of the goddamn city. So, well, there was a part of me too that's like, does on some level he's giving Bruce Wayne a chance because Bruce Wayne did not actually commit the sins, and Bruce Wayne be. is the son of a slain father. Maybe it's to scare. he doesn't feel like he has a lot of empathy for him. Sure. He just wants to hurt him, yeah. and I think there's a part of him that he wants Bruce to witness. And suffer a little more. Sure. Makes sense. So I think it was more of like, I want to hurt him. Because it was one of those things that was kind of bothering me after a couple days thinking on it. Right. I I was like, okay. Like, I I I can make sense of that. I can make sense of it. Like, there's nothing in this movie that, like, there's nothing in this movie that I have to, 
there's a couple of gives like you know we talk about gives in movies like you give one to like just like it's the suspension of disbelief like a lot of people have to give the one where like Gil Coulson's neck explodes and it just like knocks this guy on his head, knocks Batman on his ass. And I'm like, I don't care about any of that. Like I, the, just, the stupidity please. of that argument. Like I do not care. Like makes my just, mind hurt. Like, Are honestly, you... I had someone say that today. He's like, how come we didn't get blown up? I'm like, do I have to like actually explain it? Or can I just tell you, I think you're wrong. Like, do I, was have there to, like, any part of your mind that thought that was about to be the last scene of the movie? Was that something that was in your brain? Is that given, some, given that like, we all know on. this movie's three hours long and we're at maybe hour one and a half. Yeah. Did you really think that was the last scene in the fucking movie guy? Are you okay? Hello? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are playing on having Batman in your Batman attraction. <laughs> no, it, ugh, God, so that's what I mean. Some of the fucking discussion around this movie has been fucking wild. Like this, this movie has, it's it's just so much. It's so bloated that there's gonna be things you can you have at. You can pick at this movie. I think this is like for me. Sure. My biggest critique of this movie is I feel like the third act action is like way out of place. Like for a movie that's been so close to the oh, chest the see. entire time, for okay. a movie that's been so close to the chest the entire movie and like feels very personable. When we get to this huge stadium set, setting and like, like we've already seen this like city get rocked, like there's, there's water rushing and this shit's getting crazy. When we get to this big set piece, like that is the part I was like, I feel like I'm back, like I'm in a movie that was like it felt weird, like it just almost felt like a reshoot, and I'm like, there's no way that this is like, this is seems this just seems weird. Like I get it, and this is like the inevitability of where it has to lead to. But it felt almost like a different movie for a while. Like for like a solid fifteen minutes, it felt like a different movie, and it doesn't bother me. Okay. And again, like I didn't hate it. It mm -hmm. just is like my biggest like gripe about the movie is like this big action set piece comes after this like huge, or this uh, this big action set piece comes after this like pretty personal movie about like a guy's internal torment essentially. Yeah, see, I, I actually don't agree, man. I, I thought that was the moment I really needed, right? Because the moments at the end of that scene, I think, establish the much-needed lesson of the movie, right? Agreed. And it sets no, no, you it up for a, a Batman. Job. Yeah, it sets you up for a Batman that is not just the creep in the corner staring mm -hmm. at crime scenes right but the no, no, batman it, who is going to be after like and all of it works like i want right. to qualify like all of it works it just it i think it just shook me a little from where we were to where we got to and i was like well huh. to me it was the the live okay. shooter thing and seeing the mayor just get popped i was like holy fuck fucked up it felt actually scary and we've gotten to a place now where most comic book movies the action and the violence doesn't feel scary, right? Like, even, like, imagine Age of Ultron, right, where Hulk loses it. And you're like, yeah, the thought of Hulk being let loose, enraged in a downtown area would be really fucking scary. But the movie constantly reminds us not to be scared, right? Right. Um, You know, same with Superman movies, right? Oh, Metropolis is leveled, but it's all right. Like, yeah. you know, this this felt brutally scary to me right yeah and there was something about batman visceral, having sure. to confront the not riddler right not the man who's playing on his level 
but just the fucking dad who's sad that his daughter died, right? Who feels hopeless and lost. Right. Who, after his face is pulverized and Batman could have easily killed him, right? And stopped. Says, I am vengeance. And so not only showing just the, the Batman as a man in action and how... I mean, the movement of that scene was fucking stunning to me, right? Yeah. But him hearing that guy say, I am vengeance, and he turns in that whole fucking, you know, hot topic kid facade crumbles. Yeah. Well, I think that this is how I know it. This is the thing. This is how I know it was good. Because one, I thought it was awesome. It doesn't take me out of the movie. Like, it's a great set piece. And this is how I know it works and why, like, I don't have, like, the issue I have with it is simply a matter of, like, it feeling oddly disjointed. Like, it does not feel like yeah. the resolution for the movie we were watching. But after all that goes away, when he fucking pushes that shit aside and let, helps the little uh, boy, I'm like, that's fucking Batman dude, right there, man. Like, that, that is the Batman scene right there. That meant the world to me, right? That reminded yeah. me of that scene at the end of Last Jedi where the kid looks up at the stars mm. and then pulls the Totally. Broom. Totally. When you can find like we're we're all so fucking hip to the fucking canon and iconography and the books and the theories, whatever. Yeah. Can you just give me a moment that fucking really summarizes? And again, that's the weird thing. This movie is kind of how I always read Batman in my mind. Same. This ending completely says you're wrong. This movie is that ending is against how I fucking view Batman. And right. I actually, for the first time was like, I actually kind of think that could be a little better. Yeah. Like it re him grabbing that kid, right? Cause it's a way to bring us back to the past of what mm -hmm. happened to him. And it, it puts him in the fight, right? Is that he's looking at that boy and he says, there are two paths, right? There is mine or the Riddler. And he puts his fucking hand out. And, um, uh, just and then the people being afraid of him, right? The adults, right. but the child not being afraid of I the mean, big it's, scary it's guy. Perfect. It's a perfect wraparound from the first time you see him. Yeah, it's, but also that right because this is the thing, right? So the shot of him leading the people out was fucking awesome. But again, I think that's why this was the perfect resolution to this movie because it's him in Gotham City with the peeps. Yeah. It's not him fighting a supervillain. Mm -hmm. it's him with the fucking people. He's just moving shit. The scene on the roof, this is such a Superman scene, not a Batman scene. Totally. Absolutely. He is carrying one person. Man. He can only help that one lady at a time. He doesn't have superpower or strength mm -hmm. or flight. And he carries one person. And all these people in broad daylight are watching this guy dressed as a bat doing what he fucking can and putting her on that airlift right and she reaches out the guy that we're always oh trained is so fucking scary yeah. and he mm. just comforts her man and she sits back and to me that is the thing that bothered me most in the film you got a hard cut on that last shot of him on top of the roof you got a fucking hard cut that immediately i don't disagree again this is just goes to like where we're like why is this movie three hours long that whole that whole tag at the end has i think you said it best like i texted i texted you like this thing's got real return of the king vibes it had return of the king vibes i don't think it's that long i actually was using my diabetes pump to try to fucking time it <laughs> i guess like less than five minutes it's like he's got to say goodbye to Catwoman and they fucking drive around on motorcycles okay, but like Sorry this okay so like but that that's the thing 
the it's shot such a weird the fucking ending. it's fine like i guess it's like oh he, he liked catwoman it's like bitch i already got that when he saved her and said you've given up enough don't throw your life away him on that roof looking up at the helicopter when he says, I can't be vengeance, right? Yeah. Vengeance will only burn this city down, right? It won't fix the past of the city. I have to become more. In Batman, covered in mud, watching that lady get airlift off. He physically did that one thing. He helped one fucking person, right? And he looks up and he sees the fucking light of his new mission. You have to cut the fucking movie there. You have to. That was the image. When that shot ended, I was like, oh, my God, what a beautiful last. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, there's still more. I do think it's a very weird. <laughs> Again, I, I, the movie ended in such a strange place. And I told Andrea, I was like, when we left, I was like, these are the two things I didn't understand. Like, one, like I, like I said, the third act like was really awesome. And up until, like, it, 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 it was neither here nor there. The other part is like, why did we cut on him driving away? Like, what? what is – is this like a Mean Streets thing? Is this a reference to something that I just have not seen? No, he, like, was, he was tender swindling her, right? Where he's like, oh, Catwoman, you got a shot. Put it on oh, the lips, what's up? whatever. Let's go. And then when she's out of the way, he's like, it's all good, baby. I'm still here. Gotham, you my number one girl. You always have been. It's such a strange cut. Like, it's just one of those – Like, yeah. I guess I get it, like – them from driving a, the motorcycles to get hey from a it, visual standpoint like, like everything in the movie whatever. it looked beautiful you gotta cut on that last you shot you gotta cut on that last shot you yeah, gotta spike I, I, that honestly, fucker i don't fuck it yeah you gotta spike that fucker instead it's like uh i've got nipples fucking matt reeves can you milk me for three hours yeah <laughs> but yeah but what i'm yeah it's just i i never really look into the batman as symbol for hope and optimism Mm-hmm. when i read batman right and most of my favorite batman stories don't do that they're more of this inner torment yeah you know same same struggle right i love that moment for this movie particularly I this think fucking to do that, emo batman i think to do that in this movie is a really important place to start another movie and it also takes back in all an the, arc. the criticisms of the the version robert pattinson's playing mm-hmm you see that come apart, right? That he is changed by the end and will be yeah. more, right? This is a and also remember, actually this is a fucking arc. rich boy who had a tragedy in his life, but the rest of his life was probably pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was crying into fucking, you know, 8,000 count sheets and eating fucking delicacies constantly. Is that good? 8,000 count? I Fuck if I know. Dude, I got like the fucking... <laughs> I got like those cheap ass threads. No, I, I think we have Amy's those, jersey. We have those yeah. jersey sheets. <laughs> Amy's in charge of the sheets, right? Yeah. And they're always fine, right? My ass is not scratchy. That's all I know. Neither here nor there. But so Bruce Wayne is also fucking playing playing it up, right? In the same way I said right. the Riddler was, man. And and I what what I'll take away from this it's been a long talk, right? What I take away from the Batman more than anything is how fucking familiar it felt to me. Mm-hmm. As a kid who saw Batman at a young age. And even Batman 66, I was just fucking captivated by the imagery. And I remember getting my first couple Batman comics, right? That, like, Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams era, right? We are just mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. I remember reading The Dark Knight for the first time, just being like, holy shit. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. I he's so ingrained in my life. Yeah. And when I watched that movie, 
it was the first Batman movie I've ever seen, short of Mask of the Phantasm. Shut where up. you're like, this feels 100% authentic to Batman as I know him. Um, even when, like I said, at the end, that's not my version of Batman, but it works perfectly and I recognize it, right? Every other Batman to date. And another weird thing on ten, uh, not Tender, Twitter, is uh, <laughs> people just shitting on The Dark Knight now that it actually wasn't that good. That's dumb. Not true. The not Dark true Knight was the best comic book movie of all time. Before it this movie, it might be this, now. The only reason we are in 2022, having been through an entire phase of a Marvel universe, is because of the Dark Knight. Yeah, Iron I Man still came don't out the think same year. But... Any Marvel movie, short of maybe Infinity War, accomplished what the Dark Knight did. It didn't, but we would um, not be anywhere we are now without yeah. a movie like. And the Dark saying Knight. that, Christian Bale's Batman was never a Batman I recognized as the character no. I loved. I think that. I think that the Batman does a lot of stuff that, yeah, just feels. Yeah. And again, Tim Batman Burton feels like you're, you know, kind of like wild, like lucid dream Batman. Yeah. Joel Schumacher's, you're like, hey, maybe I can get my wife to dress up with me. And yeah, you know, Tim we'll Burton's do that. Like, yeah. Tim Burton's like, I that. love all the Batman movies except like, for Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I mean, look, for me, for my money, this is like a Batman movie that. This is a Batman movie that's changed that changes a lot as far as like moving forward. Like we've spent a lot of years dealing with like kind of not so great Batman DC stuff. Like I, I love yeah. Batfleck. I we've said this on the show a lot. I think I, I like I think what ben he Affleck, could have been too. Ben Affleck got a really bad like got a raw deal, and I I I, I think I'll, I'll take that to my, I'll take that to the grave. I think this brings us to a new level of batman that i'm really excited i'm excited for more like even if we don't get it what a fucking movie like that i get to rewatch all the time we're gonna get it because this is a capitalist yeah. society but like but i no imagine I really that's the difference it. though right so batman fighting that guy who lost his daughter who's become a fucking incel shooter whatever the fuck the verbiage is right mm -hmm. beating the shit out of him knowing that he is responsible somewhat for creating him and didn't save him. Right. You know, maybe he's not making Gotham city better. Right. And then jumping down and just saving that kid and carrying that lady to the helicopter. That's, that's fucking, fucking chasing down Oswald Cobblepot. Here's the thing. That's that kind of shit. shit. Right. Being in the room, right. And solving the Riddler's crimes. That's where Batman exists. He does not exist fucking i've never thought batman was a super fun fit for the justice league right he just he just is the guy who just it doesn't make sense that they're all afraid of i they they get us to buy in because we love batman right so you're like that's the give i'll just give that batman can play amongst the, two the places the two places just, i've this seen this is where he belongs yeah like the two places you can see batman the way that like i think batman exists besides comics like as far as other media, the version of Batman that exists in the Bruce Tim verse is pretty close to the way, like, it's like the more lighthearted version of the way that I see Batman. But, like, he also, even the Justice League cartoons, he's like, uh, I'm a part time member. I got enough shit going on. I literally run a yeah. whole city. The Batman then, Justice League cartoons work pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, honestly, Robert Pattins is Batman. This Batman by Matt Reeves, for me, speaks a lot to what i love about the character 
and to what I love about the storytelling that he elicits. So, yeah, right. I mean, look, you're not going to find better Batman movies in the theater right now, so we'll watch it. <laughs> well, honestly, just the fact that, like, not a Zack Snyder Justice League or whatever, where Batman's a piece, just doing a Batman movie in a Gotham that felt like Gotham. Feels like Gotham. Uh, the, the Penguin and Catwoman and Batman, Commissioner Gordon, just not Alfred, not you. Not you, Alfred. You stay in that fucking ICU. I'm going to burn board you out of my brain. Um, that all felt right to me. The Riddler yeah. was fantastic. I love that. Again, a very unnecessary tag at the end was the Arkham cameo. But again, everyone who loves Batman, we all 100% love Arkham Asylum. I doesn't want to see that shit? Yeah, the, the actual living hell on what Earth, love, right, that spawns these fucking creatures. What I love, love Arkham is Asylum. we're setting things. The, the thing is, like, and look, I don't think Matt Reeves intentionally tries to do world building because, like, this movie's very Oh, contained. he did for sure in this one. Like I said, this movie's very contained. What he did know to do was to leave breadcrumbs so that if they're yes. like, hey, Matt Reeves, do you want to go back out there? He knows exactly what he wants to do, and he has plenty of stuff to play with. Like, that? Sure. That is fucking filmmaking right there. Yeah. Well, you could have Mafioso Penguin, right? They set up the Venom so you could do Bane. You could do Bane. They obviously did whatever. It's so funny that in the movie that made Colin Farrell look exactly like the Penguin in my brain. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck was out of focus when we saw that fucking Joker uh, silhouette, not not looking as on the level. Um, and that laugh was very bad too. But who knows? It might be great. Um, yeah, but that's oh, the thing, man. It just it felt it felt like I was in my happy place again, right? Um, and I just I fucking loved every second of it, man. I I just I I fucking love my time in Gotham. I also I enjoyed my jaunt through Gotham City. I will certainly not be bat wing suiting because that looks dangerous as hell, but good times. Yeah, man. Just this really nice mix of all the stuff I've liked about so many different Batman. Agreed. Uh just nailed and and again, I I like that we, we didn't do too much of the next time on. Same yeah. bat time, same bat place, right? The Arkham scene aside. I would be super stoked to see what comes next. All right, we yeah. got to wrap up with the obligatory. Where does this rank in Batman movies for you? I am going to say something. And I'm going to take out the animated because I don't think it's fair to compare Mask of the Phantasm to these. True. Okay, that's fine. I do think this is on level with The Dark Knight. I like it better than The Dark Knight. And I fucking love it because for me it would be the Batman dark Knight, uh first batman right 89 mm-hmm. and then batman returns yeah and then I, batman begins that'd be my top five yeah i think that it's it's pretty neck and neck for me but i mean but as far again you know what let's cheat even with mask of the phantasm mask of the phantasm would only be number four for me i think for me it'd probably I, okay with mask of the phantasm it's the Batman Mask of the Phantasm, The Dark Knight. I think The Dark Knight's number three. Okay. It's, it's kind of crazy. There's just something know. about... This version of Batman is pretty fucking, pretty fucking cool, man. 
Yeah, it, it's rad, man. All right, now, the really big one. If you had to rank best comic book movies of all time, oh, where Jesus. does the Batman rank in your top five, right? So for me, the best comic book movie ever made, Into the Spider-Verse, number one. Yep. No movie so perfectly understands what is great about its character and what people love about it. Gives us exactly what we want, but a whole fucking brand new vibe, right? So that would be my number one for sure. Okay. Then, I don't know, man. Do you go? I personally like Infinity War a lot. I think I think I go into the in, Spider Verse. In game, not even psh, throw that shit out. I'd go into the Spider Verse, Infinity War, uh -huh. the Batman, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier over the Dark Knight? Wow. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought we were... Yeah. Now, now we're throwing fucking Marvel movies in. There's like too many of them. Well, uh, we got to put in Howard the Duck. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you know what would actually probably be in my top five is Blade. I mean, it's so hard to do a top five like, of all I, time. It's, it's, it's nay impossible, I, I, but I'm just saying, this, right? What are your... Batman like, is up there. Yeah. I think whatever that upper tier is, right? The Batman immediately walks up in the club, right? Just sassily walks into my fucking just sashays real, real, real gingerly. Yeah. Just, just like... fucking announces his presence <laughs> with authority. He's like, "Move your fucking purple ass over, Thanos. I'm here." Right? It's... Get out of here, fucking spider pig. Yeah, it's, it, it's really tough, man. If you if you open it up to all comic book movies, I will say I don't know what, but this is in the upper echelon to me it is. for sure. One other thing that I like looks. We don't know what's going to be another. We don't know when we're going to get another one of these, but we do need a new district attorney. And I think this See? is a perfect spot for a, for a two face movie. I honestly, because of whatever they did with the Joker's hair, thought that was two face, and his face was like bubbly. Oh, interesting. I thought it was two face, and then he goes, so, "Oh, we so saw my wife." Yeah, yeah sometimes you're, right. you're a clown, and I went, "Oh." oh. And then he did whatever that left. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like a weirder version of the Chucky laugh, almost. Anywho, uh, but it's not quite. It's not quite the Joketto laugh. But. Yeah. Ah, ah, Let's just yeah. Ah. Whatever the bot. So the VIP baller lounge, right? Like I'm the tiny bouncer that lets you in through the rope. Right. If anything that has Jared Leto Joker shows up in the door, it's like not you, <laughs> not you, not now, not never. Okay. Yeah. If I was, if I was those why don't you two go get some more self-aware tattoos on your body? If I was those two, if I was those two twins at the door of the iceberg lounge and he knocked, I'd be like, get out. <laughs> it would go. look like War of the Gargantuans. We would just be throwing. Yeah. No, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, dude. They also set up Bane with the Venom. We got a lot of cool shit that could come. Um, but yeah, personally, I would love to see Very Harvey fun. Dent. We've got a lot of great Jokers. Yeah. I would love to see a this version with Harvey Dent. I want to see a really fucking great. Because it's Harvey Dent and Victor Freeze are the two that, like, Harvey I would Dent love is, for them to go at it. They've just never done Harvey Dent justice. Like, I'm, I was – that is, like, the major flaw for me for The Dark Knight is they killed Harvey Dent at the end of that. Like, Yeah, the China diversion was not good. Um, either way. The, the Joker was just killing. Anyways, we've talked so much about Batman. Guys – I honestly feel like we could talk for like another hour or two. This so is too, the man. nature of uh, a big movie We didn't movie even like talk this. about the score. Michael Giacchino fucking killed it. So I will Ooh. say this. Maybe my favorite moment in any comic book movie, watching it in the theater, right? Mm -hmm. With the exception of my kids weren't there. 
when he gets out of that car and the penguins upside down and that score is boom, 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 and he I was just like, that's the coolest thing ever. When you show everyone, why is Batman cooler than every other superhero? That. That. That right there. <laughs> that's exactly, in essence, why he's he's got the best costume. He's just the fucking coolest. He's got the best rogues. Anyways, that's either here nor there. I thought the Batman was phenomenal. Awesome. I'm saying it right now. I think it's the best live-action Batman film ever made. And amongst the greatest comic book movies ever. Warts and all. Agreed. Agreed. There's a version of this where you tighten it up, and it could have been inarguably the best comic book movie I've ever seen. It might still be anyways a couple years down the road. Who knows with these things? All I know is that I've seen it twice, and I fucking adored it both times, man. That's it for the Batman, finally. Jesus Christ. Uh, We're running up our electric bill with this bat signal. Uh, Guys... Thank you for your time. We hope that you have been able to make it out safely to the theater to enjoy the Batman as we did. If not, I'm glad you listened to the show anyways. If you made uh, it to the end of this pod, like the end of the Batman movie, welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the party, guys. Uh, please, if you would be so kind, join us over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash film alchemist pod is the absolute best way to help the show, guys. Even a dollar a month means the world to us. We have a ton of exclusive content over there. A lot of fun stuff on the horizon. So get in uh, and join the club. Uh, the YouTube, Phil Malcolmist. The email, philmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on. And if you'd be so kind, leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you find the show. Or else... I have to sneak in as carpeting, carpet tool vengeance. Get your asses. Something in the way. No! <laughs> Don't needle drop me. You were supposed to go. Jesus, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Jeffrey Wright just calling me man all day would be the best thing about that. I, I actually need that. <laughs> I need that button on my phone. <laughs> we're out. Bye. <laughs>